You have to be literate in your finances. You have to be literate about your income and your expenses. What is it that your business is doing? When you start to see it, I promise you, friend, I promise you that you're going to start to look at your business in a completely different way. You're going to look at it and go, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. Well, hey, friends, welcome back to the podcast. We are going to talk money, money, money today, and it's not a topic that most of us are probably super comfortable having. And I'm not talking about money with patients, like not that conversation. But what I want to talk to you today is about your finances of your practice. Now, I have been working with practitioners in their businesses for a long time. And I can tell you this, that 90% of all practitioners really are kind of allergic to money, to having the money conversation about the health of the business. We're going to have a very specific exercise that I want you to do as part of today's podcast. I'm going to make it super easy for you. But first, let's just kind of talk turkey here for a minute. You know, I'm going to be super honest. I'm going to just be as raw and real as I can with you. We typically, like in general, we avoid this conversation, right? We just know that there's enough money left over. And if there is, then great, we'll take a draw. And if there isn't, then fine, I just won't take as much. And we have like literally no idea in general what's really happening in our business. And so when we start thinking about it, rehearsing is, it's a language that we're not skilled in. Well, we went to school to be whatever practitioner type you are. We didn't go to business school. We didn't go there because we're not akin to running a business. It's not what we want to do. What we want to do is help people. And so the language of like free thinking and creativity and logic and reason and research and studies and clinical things Then to have to jump over the fence and go into like a whole nother world where they're speaking a completely different language about these debits and credits and profit and expenses and liabilities and all the things and our eyes just like glaze over, right? And I also find, at least for myself, it was like this for many years. And as a side note, I have a background in accounting. Like I'm not dumb to this stuff. I can navigate my way around a balance sheet and a profit and loss and a cash flow statement, no problem. But what I found is that I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I can clean a bathroom really good, but I don't want to do it all the time. So it's the same thing. Like, I just want someone else to do it. Just tell me. Just tell me. But that's not the most responsible thing to do. If I'm going to run a business, I need to know where my numbers are. And that's what I'm going to help you do today. So when we start talking about this, it often carries with it kind of a sense of like dread or fear or something. And I will say, if my accounting firm, if the team is listening, sorry, girls, love you all. But I will say, we just recently switched and we have now a new company that's helping us with our bookkeeping and they're doing a phenomenal job, just phenomenal job. I will put the link in the show notes for them. We love them. But what I found was, and they're having monthly meetings with the whole team. 
and they've basically gone into my finances, into my profit and loss, and they're looking at it. They're looking at it and they'll say to me like, well, what's this? And I've said, I feel like I'm in trouble. I feel like I'm going to get in trouble. And the whole point was I wasn't used to having someone help me. I was looking at it as though they were, oh, I don't know, I would say judging me, but they weren't. But like until I reframed my perspective and I went, oh, all these are are just numbers. They're just numbers on a piece of paper. It's like looking at a blood test. I think about your finances like this. It's like looking at a blood test. You don't get all pinched up about looking at a blood test. What does the blood test just give you? Information. That's all. It's just information. And what does that information help you do? It helps you make a decision. And what decision do you make? Well, for the patient or for yourself or whoever, you're making the decision, do I want to give X or do I want to adjust this or what do I want to do to correct the numbers? That's it. So your financials are just numbers. That's all. It doesn't mean you've done it right, wrong. You don't say that to the person. Oh my gosh, what have you done? Your cholesterol is 282. You'd never say that to a patient. So why are you saying that to yourself or thinking it as it has to do with your finances? That's a no. So just like a blood test, just like a bathroom scale, you know, sometimes we don't want to get on the scale because we don't want to know what it says, at least for us girls. But the scale can also be your friend because it can just give you some accountability. And it lets me know if I get on the scale and my weight's up a little bit, like, oh, okay, I might have been having a little extra gin and tonic and maybe I better not do that for a few days and eat a few more salads and kind of get my weight back down. It's just my accountability, that's all. So I want you to think of your numbers, your financial numbers as just information. That's all, that's all. So it's just like a blood test, like a blood test for your business. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to help you today. I'm going to give you five steps, okay? All we're going to do is five steps and five things that I want you to do. And this is going to help you really get clear about the income that's coming in. Because what we do is we look at our finances and we're like, just tell me the bottom line. How much money did I make? We look at a profit and loss and it says $8,000. And then you're looking in your bank account and you're like, well, where's the $8,000? Because a profit and loss statement is different than cash flow. It's different. There's three statements that you kind of have to look at together. And I'm not going to go deep into that today. What I am going to do, though, we're going to focus on together, you and me, just us. No one else is watching. No one else is listening. It's just you, your finances. We're going to do this together. I want you to know what your numbers are. So here are the five steps. Now, before we get too far, I want to tell you that I have a cheat sheet for you a checklist, a cheat sheet. You don't need to add your email. You don't need to opt in. I don't care. Here it is. It's free for you. Just go grab it. It's in the show notes, or you can go to rondanelson.com forward slash revenue worksheet. Okay. Revenue worksheet. We're going to talk about your revenue. So here's the number one thing. I'll give you that URL in a little bit if you want to listen. So first let's focus on how much money do you have coming in the door? Let's start there. What's the amount of money that you have coming in the door? We're not going to talk about the expenses. That's in another podcast later. But right now, let's just focus on what we love, which is the money coming in the door. This is called your total revenue, okay? That includes everything. Your fee for service, retail sales, which would be supplements, neck pillows, dry skin brushes, salt, books, whatever you have to sell, okay? All of it together. 
Okay, that's step one. We're going to just look at what your altogether revenue is. What comes in the bank at the end of the month? So you know on your bank statement how it says, there'll always be a line that says total deposits. That's the number that we want to look at. Does it say $10,000, $15,000, $40,000, $8,000? Doesn't matter because you're starting where you are. It's fine. And we're going to grow your business. I can help you do that. For now, doesn't matter. We just want the number. So the first thing I want you to do is I just want you to get the number. But it's not just the monthly number. Sometimes what gives us even more information is the revenue that we are collecting on a weekly, a monthly, a quarterly, or an annual basis. So if I were to ask you right now, if you were sitting across from me, if I said to you, how much revenue did you generate last quarter? I'm not a betting woman, but I'd probably be willing to bet $500 you couldn't give me that number. I don't know if I could give you that number. I probably could. I looked at the report, but I don't remember. But you see, I should be able to know that right now. I should be that familiar, and I want you to be that familiar with your numbers, that when somebody says, how much revenue did you make last quarter? And you go, I made X. I made $100,000 last quarter. Revenue, not in your pocket, but like the business took in $100,000, whatever the number is. So most people don't have any idea, but we're going to change that. I'm going to help you. So again, if you're listening and don't do it if you're driving, but if you're listening, you want to grab the worksheet, go to rondanelson.com forward slash revenue worksheet and download your revenue worksheet. Okay. It's going to help you collect all of this information. So back to your revenue. Step one. What I want you to do is I want you to fill in your total revenue for the past three months. Now, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, you could be in the middle of a quarter, end of the quarter, beginning of the quarter. I don't care. Just pick 12 weeks. Don't care. It could be last quarter. It could be like from today, back 12 weeks. I don't care. What I want you to do is you'll see a space and I want you to write down your total revenue every single week, and then you can add it up four weeks to kind of get a rough estimation of what it would be over the course of a month. And I want you to just write it down. Step one, just your total revenue. So if you have like QuickBooks or some other kind of accounting software, you're just going to run your profit and loss statement, and you're going to look at total revenue, and then set your date range to be a week, and then that's the number you're going to put in there, okay? So if you need help, reach out to your accountant, reach out to your bookkeeper. They will help you. Okay. That's all you're going to do. The first thing we want to write them down every single week for 12 weeks. And then you'll be able to kind of see, this will kind of give you an approximation of what a quarter would look like. There's actually 13 weeks in a quarter, but we're just going to do 12 because it's easy. So that's step one. Okay. You're going to use your worksheet and write down that revenue. It's going to take you a hot minute. It might take you 30 minutes to do that, but do it. It's worth the exercise because from here, step two, we're going to start to dive a little deeper in your revenue. Step two, we are going to start to separate your revenue into what we call revenue streams. And to keep it simple, I'm going to have you divide it this first in step two. We're going to just look at your retail sales, okay? Just your retail sales. These are the items that you sell retail, and you may or may not collect tax depending on the state that you live in. So these are your retail sales. So that would be things like supplements, pillows, you know, orthotics, if you sell those, you know, product, are there like retail product? Maybe you sell some kind of great laundry soap, or maybe you have essential oils in your practice, or 
Anything where you have paid, here's how you know. A, it's something that's not a fee for service. We're going to talk about that next. B, it has a cost associated with it. In other words, I buy it for 10, I sell it for 20. I buy it for 100, I sell it for 200. Okay, so your retail sales means that there's a cost and then you mark it up and you sell it at that retail price. That's how you stay in business. So what I want you to do is now you're going to go back to your finances. And again, if you need your help of your bookkeeper, get them to help you. But we're going to find out for each one of those weeks what your supplement or retail sales are. For most functional medicine practitioners, the lion's share of that is going to be in herbs, supplements, that kind of thing. So the reason that we want to do that is because what we're going to do is we're going to calculate your profit percentage in just a second. So before you start like going, well, I don't know what she's talking about, just stay with me and use the worksheet because it's easy. The worksheet makes it easy. So step one, total revenue by week. Every little penny that comes into your bank account by week, it gets on your little revenue worksheet. Step two, we're going to write down how much of that was retail sales, okay? That's all. So let's say week one, you have income in that week, you have $2,500 or $5,000 or $10,000. Depends on the size of your practice. Let's say $10,000. And let's say of that $10,000, you sold $3,500 in supplements. Great. So your first number is your total revenue, $10,000 for the week. And then your next number is $3,500. That's what you collected from your people for retail sales. It's part of your total revenue, okay? Now, step three, we're gonna determine what's known as your cost of goods sold. Now, again, it's abbreviated COGS, like a COG, C-O-G-S, cost of goods sold. And what this is, is the cost of what you sold, hence the name. So now you're gonna take, you sold $3,500 worth of supplements. How much did it cost you? to buy those supplements. Are you selling them at a 50% markup, a 40% markup, a 30% markup? So for those of you that don't know, if you buy something for $10 and you sell it for $20, then you have, it's marked up double, right? So we would call that like you have a, basically a 50% commission or a 100% markup. So you buy it for 10, you sell it for 20. What we wanna know here in step three is all of the $10. We want to know what the cost is. Now, I use QuickBooks. I've used it for 20 years. And inside QuickBooks, we track all of our inventory. So I know that when I sell a supplement for $50, my cost might be $30, okay? And so that's fine. So I'm going to say $30 is my cost of goods sold. So if you have a $3,500 in revenue, how much of that revenue did it cost you? In other words, you had to pay money to buy the thing in order to sell the thing and make a profit. You guys with me on this? So step three, all we're going to do is figure out your cost of goods sold. Now, if you don't have an accounting software, I would highly encourage you to take some time and kind of figure this out manually. Maybe only do it for a week or two, because what we want is we're going to figure out your profit percentage of your supplement sales. And this is a really important number to know, okay? So step three is your cost of goods sold. So I just want to know, what did you have to spend in order to make that $3,500? What did it cost you? Now, step four, and all of this is, again, is lined out on your worksheet. Step four, by now you have three numbers, your total revenue, your total supplement sales, which is part of total revenue, and the cost that those products were what you paid. 
Now the next number is, as I mentioned, we're just going to calculate the profit percentage. So if you buy something for 10 and you sell it for 20, you have a 50% profit margin. In other words, you buy it for 10, you're selling it for 20. So you paid half and you get to keep half of 20. So $20, I keep half and I give half to the essential oil company when I bought it. What we want to know is what is your percentage? Everybody's different based on the percentage or the commission that you're making from the supplement vendors that you're using or the pillow vendor or the essential oil vendor or whatever it is. So it's never, ever a single straight number. Like years ago, when I was with Standard Process, years ago, they don't do that now, but years ago, it was easy to calculate. That was most 98% of what I used with my patients. And still, it represents a pretty good amount, but I now use some other products. But back then, back in the day, it was just a straight up 50%. So I knew that 50% of the total sale was going to come to me and the other 50% was going to go to them. So I knew my profit percentage was pretty much right there. Now, you might have some supplement companies where they only give you a 30% margin, or they might give you 20%, or it's 50%. So your profit margin is going to be some random percentage. So here's how you figure that out. It's super easy. You're just going to take your cost of goods sold, and you're going to use your total retail sales to determine your percentage. And again, use your worksheet. It'll explain to you how to do it on there. What we're after here is the percent of profit that you're going to have. So like I said, back in the day with Standard Process, I knew that if I sold $100 worth of supplements, that $50 was going to be used in the business to keep the business running. It doesn't go straight in my pocket. No, no. But you know, it goes into the business, right? So now I want to know that. You need to know that. What is your profit margin? That's what it's called. Your profit margin on those retail sales. All together. So if you don't know quickly, that's all right. What I would highly recommend is that you take, let's say, a week or two or three weeks of your retail sales, calculate how much you paid for each of those products, and then you can manually calculate it and then just use that as an average. You can just use that moving forward. It's never going to be exact and it will change week to week, month to month, quarter to quarter by a little bit. But once you know pretty much what it is, that's going to tell you whether you are giving stuff away. Because what happens is if you see a really low percentage here of profit, let's say you buy something for 10 but you, you know, you're nice. You're nice. Someone can't afford it. And you're just going to say, well, I'll just give you like 25% off. So now you bought it for 10. And instead of selling it for 20, you're now only selling it for 15. Now you have a 25%, right? You gave away 25% of your money to your patient, basically. You just gave that away. You let them keep your money and you only kept a little bit because you feel bad for them. That's craziness. Don't do that. And the other thing is I want you to know is you need to know what percentage of your total income are your supplement sales. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. Because here's the thing. I learned this the hard way in the very beginning. I wasn't going to tell you this story, but I think I will. In the very beginning, when I started my practice, I just was green behind the ears. I didn't know nothing. And I thought, oh, I found this homeopathic company that I really liked. 
And I thought, well, I'm going to start using their products. I think this is great. And my thought was, this is less expensive for the patients. It'll be better Then I can charge my fee and then they won't have so much. Well, you know what I made on every single one of those supplements I made at the time, I made a total of $7. I bought it for seven and I sold it for 14. And the patients would only be on like maybe three supplements. So that means I made a whopping $21 for an hour's work. I charged them for my time. And then my revenue generated on the back end sale, the retail sales, my profit was $21. Well, it wasn't very long until I was having to borrow money from my personal savings account to keep my business afloat. And I thought, I'm thankful because my background in accounting, I knew, oh, this isn't working. But I hadn't taken the time to really look like I'm showing you here, how to look at my revenue and go, oh, I would have to see someone every day for 12 or 14 hours a day at double what I'm charging them for my fee for service time if I'm only going to make $21 on a supplement. I can't keep the doors open. And it's probably true for you. So if you today, if someone said, the FDA said, no more nutritional supplements and the whole industry went under, There's literally not one you could buy. The only thing you can do is eat your food and take a pharmaceutical drug. God help us if that ever happened. But let's just say that happened and that revenue stream was gone. My question to you is, would your business stay afloat? Could you stay afloat? And I would bet that the answer would be no. But you don't know that for sure until you look. This is why I'm having you do this exercise. I want you to do this exercise with me. So what we're going to do is we're going to figure out what's your profit percentage of your profit, right? You buy for 10, sell for 20, and maybe one of them has a different percentage. We're going to find that out. So now we're going to do that for every single week. And eventually you'll start to figure out, oh, my average profit percentage is like 38%. Well, it's not great, but it's tolerable. But if you have a profit percentage of like less than 30%, oh friend, you need to figure out what you're doing. You're probably giving stuff away you're discounting, you're not marking your products up to the full price that they need to be. Because listen, you have to be profitable. You have to be. It's not greedy. You have to be in order to run a business, period. All right, that's step four. The last one is step five. All we're going to do is now, we're just going to do a little simple math and we're going to find out what's left over of your revenue, your total revenue. Remember that step one, we looked at all the money that comes in the bank account every week, every month. If you know how much of that was supplement sales, well, the balance, the remaining amount must be your fee for service. That's what we're going to do here. I just want you to subtract your retail sales from your total revenue, and that's going to give you your fee for service. Most businesses have two forms of income. They have fee for service, which is that one-on-one. I'm sitting, I'm adjusting you. I'm doing an acupuncture treatment. I'm doing a massage. I'm sitting down doing a nutritional evaluation with you, whatever that is. There are some revenue from tests and that kind of thing that get in there that might mess your calculation up, but it's minimal. I just want you to think about these two revenue streams. In fact, if you wanted to, you could even order tests. Like if you mark your tests up, add those in with your retail sales. It's fine. It's not that big of a deal. We're just trying to get a high level overview. What I want you to see at the end of this exercise on your revenue worksheet is, and this is what I'm going to leave you with today. What percentage of your income is from fee-for-service? In other words, your one-on-one, your butt in the chair, 
their butt in the chair. Your butt in the chair, they're on Zoom. They're there in front of you. What percentage of your income is fee-for-service and what percentage of your income is your total supplement sales? What is the percentage? In a really well-run functional medicine practice, your supplement sales should be about 60% of your revenue. And I know, shocking. But it should be about 60% or more of your revenue. 40% or a little less should be your fee for service. And what that means is in a functional medicine practice that you're helping your patients get better and they're using the supplements in order to get to that end, right? You can't do anything by yourself. You're just the talking head giving them advice. It's the herbs and the supplements or whatever else that you're doing that's actually getting them better. So should be 60% revenue from retail sales, and 40% of your revenue comes from your fee-for-service. That's just an average. So when you look at your numbers, if you go, ooh, my supplement sales are kind of down, like, ooh, that's not good, then you have two options. You can either talk to your existing patients and enroll them in functional medicine or, you know, have a conversation with them about how you can help them in other ways with their health, or You just go get more new people in that you can, you know, start to put them in some kind of a supplemental program. Those are your options. If you see that your fee for service is low, then you might say, hmm, maybe I need to raise my prices. That's all. There's no judgment here. Remember I said today in this podcast, I'm only focusing on the revenue. We're not going to get to the expenses. That's going to be in a podcast. I'll probably do that maybe in a month. So listen, watch for that one. It'll be part two. But this gives you some time to do this exercise. So don't print the worksheet out and then go, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Literally put some time on your calendar and set some time aside to do this work because you have to be literate in your finances. You have to be literate about your income and your expenses. What is it that your business is doing? When you start to see it, I promise you, friend, I promise you that you're going to start to look at your business in a completely different way. You're going to look at it and go, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable that I'm actually not making as much money or I'm not doing the thing that I really know that I need to be doing. That's it. So there you go, friend. That's all. Go to rondanelson.com forward slash revenue worksheet. So go download that and then let me know. Like you can always DM me. You can always email support at rondanelson.com and I will find out. Let me know what you think. Like what was your big shock? What was your big like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this. That's what I want to know. All right, friends, that's it for now. Take care and I'll talk to you in the next podcast. Okay, wait, wait, wait. There's one more thing I want to tell you. Actually, there's two things I want to tell you. But number one is we are doing something super cool and fun that you're going to want to do. So we recently decided that we wanted to hear from you. And the reason we decided this is because people ask me questions all the time. And the saying is always, what would Rhonda do? I have practitioners tell me that all the time. They think, oh, this case, I wonder what would Rhonda do? So guess what? I want to hear from you. 
What are your questions? I want to answer them live on a podcast. So all you have to do is submit your question. There's no fee. There's no risk. There's no nothing. Just submit your question. RhondaNelson.com forward slash WWRD stands for what would Rhonda do? WWRD and submit your question. It can be business. It can be clinical, whatever you want to know about. I am more than happy to answer. So I can't wait. We are so excited about getting all of your responses back in and then we will go through them and then you're going to want to listen because when I record that podcast, I will be answering those questions live on that podcast. So there you go. Second thing, if you listen to this podcast and you really know that your business needs to grow, you're ready to grow, but you're not sure where to go, where to get the help, I got you, friend. I would love to invite you to join Clinical Business Academy. Now, we used to be Business Coaching Collaborative. We've since revised it, refreshed it, and it is amazing. We are opening again early part of 2024. And so what I want you to do is if you are ready and you go, I know my business has potential and I want to learn what it takes to grow a wickedly, wildly, incredibly profitable practice and still be able to serve your patients and you want somebody to help you and walk you through that step-by-step, I'm your girl. All I want you to do is join Clinical Business Academy. Right now, you just join the wait list, and it's easy. Go to rondanelson.com forward slash CBA, stands for Clinical Business Academy. So there you go. Two things. What would Rhonda do? WWRD, and then go get on that wait list for Clinical Business Academy. I will let you know when the application process begins. All right, friends, see you next week. 